Hello everyone and welcome back to Addictive Talk. I'm Zach or Zachary underscore Addictive and today we are with the wonderful Vicky slash Vickaboo <laughs> which is your Instagram and TikTok right? Hello, how are you doing? I'm good, this is really weird. <laughs> I love it at the same time. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you. I'm not too bad. It's been a busy day. It's been a very busy day. You know, we feel like you just don't stop. Since I got up this morning, I did. I always do the same process, meditation, breath work, cold water, journal, and then I'll go out on my day. Normally I have loads of free time, but today I've just been like, because I knew I had to timeline to I, you were coming to do this. Stressing me out. But now we're here. All is well. All is right with the world. What about you? What's been happening with you this week? I had a facial today. You had a facial? <laughs> and a blow dry. <laughs> nice chilled day. But yeah, I've just been chilling this week. Having like a bit of a detached week from socials. I think yeah. that's important, especially when you're constantly on your phone. Mm. So I've just had like, to be fair, a couple of weeks. Where I've just kind of detached myself from it a little bit. Yeah, that's Live good. Live in the real world and then go back to it when I'm ready. How often do you just find yourself in that process where you think, I need to let go of it a little bit. I'm just going to turn this towards you a little bit more so we get the sound. To be fair, I was saying to my manager the other week, I haven't actually had a proper break from socials in three years. Wow. This is was my like first proper like 10 days plus. Did you feel like you've lost an arm? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to do with myself. Oh, like, yeah, it's hard, isn't it's it? It's difficult as well when it's your mm. job. It's like kind of like annual you're constantly leave. like that, yeah. aren't you? Literally. Did like, you feel weird leave? like picking it up and going, oh, actually, I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm not supposed to be doing that today. Literally. Yeah, see, I... So I, when I first started, I probably started around the same time as you and then I stopped. I got to like, I mean, I got to like a hundred and something thousand and then I realised how active I was on it so much to the point where it was like, bearing in mind, obviously I was at a point where I was trying to find myself in terms of who I was and like who I was and that became an extension of who I was. All these people giving me likes, giving me comments, comments telling me I was a good person. I was like... Like Gollum over my phone. There was points, honestly, when I first started doing it, I was waking up in the night and going on it and like commenting back to every single person, yeah. writing back to every single person who inboxed me for help and all this kind of stuff. And then I was like, right, I put it down. So I had a year off when I was first clean. I didn't do any social media. Then I had started again. And um, that was when I, it sort of started to blow up a little bit. And then I had another year off after a year because I was like, I need to change my relationship. And now, as you see, I have two phones. One of them doesn't have um, like a, a SIM card in it. So I can only use that, which is my social media phone. Oh, I love that. So that stays here. Um, and if I record stuff when I'm out, I record it on my other phone and then I send it to that phone when I get back. So I'm not doing any social media when I'm out and about. But I also don't miss anything that I want to maybe put on. Yeah. But I just find that's otherwise I just get so stuck in it. I can't help it. I just always feel like I want to know what's happening. How good's this video doing? How good's that video doing? Do people like it? Oh, especially if something's blowing up. I'm like, yay. <laughs> so hard to not like fall into that, that mindset. Do you feel like that yeah, as well a bit? It's true. My screen time, like I got a notification and it was like, your screen time has dropped like 38%. I was like, oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> what was your screen time then? I don't even want to know. You don't want to know. I know. <laughs> I, well, at one point I, I'm sure it was like over 10 hours. Oh, wow. Wow. That's like your whole day, isn't it? Yeah. But I guess, like you say, it is slightly different when it is your job. Yeah. But it's how, like looking at a laptop. Yeah, exactly. How often, how much do you look at that during the day? Or do you, how did you feel then when you was without it? What was that like? 
it was nice, but again, I didn't know what to do with myself. And then I felt lazy because I was like, oh, I'm not doing anything, mm. but I should be not doing anything. So I just need to have a little bit of like a, like a reset. Mm. And I was like, oh, I feel like one of those people that just like, when people say, oh, get a real job. That <laughs> I felt like that. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> do you find it's like disconnected you a little bit from... If you, when you, when you obviously put everything, put it down for a bit and you're like, oh, what do I do myself? It's like, okay, I'm got to be in the real world again. Does mm -hmm. that feel a little bit weird for you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think so. It's so much easier to socialise online. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're so used to it now, aren't mm. we? We're so used to it. Yeah, I find it interesting is everybody is so hooked up on social media now. It's just like, it's normal. That mm. I, I did that, I said that on a podcast the other day where it's just like every... Like, we'll go on to filters properly later. <laughs> but, like, the excuse is, oh, everybody does it. So and, and if, if people are spending eight hours a day on their phone, the thing is, most people probably do. Like, that's just how it is now. And it's like, is it because everybody does it? Is it okay? Or is everybody being a bit ridiculous with how much they're spending? And could we all put it down a bit more and connect with the real world more? Yeah. Do you think that? I think so, yeah. I've told people, my followers before, I've said, you know, put your phone down and just enjoy life. Mm. But then I'm like, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> I'm a bit like that, though, to be honest. I feel like I can give very good advice, but I can't always follow it myself. Like, I know what the right thing to do is, but doing it, however, mm. isn't necessarily always the easiest thing. That's no, true. So we're going to talk about, I don't want to say men versus women, but it is kind of like, my idea was we want to talk about the men's perspective on, let's say, all, all types of things, social media, dating, relationships. You also said feminist, so if you'd <laughs> like to talk about your point, I think we'll have very controversial opinions and maybe opposing opinions as well. Um, but let's start with the feminist one. What okay. is it What is it today for you to be a feminist? What do you feel that it, that is? I think there's quite a common misconception that, when someone's a feminist, they think that women are above men. Mm. But I think it kind of, it's not that. And maybe to some people it is, I guess it's all circumstantial and personal. Mm. But for me, it's just empowering other women, not tearing each other down, encouraging each other, and also giving women a space and a platform mm. to be able to speak their mind and, and thrive. It's mm. I don't think it's ever been about like, we're so much better than you. <laughs> I mean, true, but <laughs> we're so much better than you. We deserve more. It's never about that. It's always about equality. Mm. And that's what, for me, that's what my relationship with feminism is. So um, obviously Jordan Peterson talks a lot about, or he's had a lot of debates about like, the pay gap, for example. Mm -hmm. And there's that, uh, have you seen that lady, Pearly Things? She, all Pearly, all Pearly, her name's Pearl something. Um, but she was basically, she supports more of the, the men's side of, of that statement about there being a payback, a pay gap. She does, that doesn't believe it exists between men and women. It does exist, but not because of men and women. It exists because, for example, things like men are more agreeable than men. So when negotiating salary, men are more likely to push harder and get the, and get a, a salary. Men work longer hours, more hours than women do. Um, and also, what was the other one as well? There was another statistic that was so good as well. But it basically it said that there's like 12 or 13 factors as to why men and women are paid differently. And yes, there probably is circumstances where you're paid less because because it's a, you're a woman, but it's a very, very small percentage as opposed to everything. The pay gap is because you're a woman and you're a man. Mm -hmm. What do you think? 
So I've been in a position before where I've actually personally been affected by gender pay gap. So I always find it interesting to talk about um, for someone that's actually lived in that in environment. So yeah. when I worked in the engineering field, it wasn't so. Do you remember that document that was released on BBC News? Like it was years ago, mm -mm. and it was basically like an expose, and it was an official thing. Yeah. Um, but you could search a company and see if they had a gender pay gap or like what their gender pay gap yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. It's never about like you get paid less because you're a woman. It mm. it's more going back to like women don't feel empowered enough for e to even apply for those jobs. So I worked in engineering. Mm. I remember at one point I probably could have counted all the women on one hand on one hand literally <laughs> i was like one of the only women obviously now in present time they have like women directors but i still remember the first time that company had a woman director because i was there and it wasn't that long ago mm. i think that's what it is so it's not a case of like i was being paid less because i'm a girl mm. it was there's a majority more men yeah in a particular in, field in particular fields in particular positions like whether that's an engineer or a director. And I think, it, like I said, it goes back to women not feeling empowered enough to apply for those roles to begin with. Because like engineering's always been seen as like a blue job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. I mean, but I think that you have it the other way around as well. Nursing, teaching. Yeah, fair. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So how many male teachers do you have? Yeah. Because typically now, because of the way men are framed, is that if you're a male teacher of children, you're a paedophile. Mm. You'll literally be labelled that. Yeah. It's not whether people say it out loud or not, that's what they think. No, yeah, I get what Because you mean. men are just kind of labelled like that now. So that's more of a women's field. Mm. It's like, what, 90% plus of women in teaching. Nursing, again, 90%. And if you're, again, if a male person goes to be a nurse, they'll be called gay. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. There's there's still that kind of asymmetry in that in that way uh, in that way for the other way around, but I don't know whether or not again it's it's because that men or women are being are being sexist either way. Mm -hmm. I don't think women have gone oh we don't want men in here. I remember <laughs> a job you know I mean? that I worked at, and it, I, I'm not going to say the company. I don't even know if I should even be saying this, but I'm going to say it. Bloody night <laughs> now, it's too late. There um there was a rumor that went round about um from like a, I don't know, like a, not a CEO, but like a real top boss. He doesn't work there anymore. Um, and apparently he said in a meeting, I don't hire women because they get pregnant and leave. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's just looking at it from a financial perspective. Yeah, he's he like, doesn't I don't, want to pay I don't maternity. hire women because they get pregnant and then they leave. So, see, that's a funny one. It is sexist to say it in that way. But if you're looking at it from a logical perspective in his mind, he's thinking financially. Mm. It wouldn't matter if you were a man or a woman and you did that. If what yeah. he's saying, the problem with that is I want to hire men because they cost me less. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I'm not being, it's not because they're a man or because they're a woman. It's but the reason is if I hire you, I know you're not going to go mm. on maternity leave. You <laughs> get two weeks. Yeah. That's it. It's true. And this is another reason as well. Like I think the pay gap exists is because women are more maternal than men. Mm. So generally they'll, they won't stay in careers long enough or long as long as men will, because men don't ever have to leave. Women has a baby. That's a year out. It's crazy though. Cause if I had a baby like tomorrow, mm. I would still be working full time doing yeah. what I do. It's just a different job. Like I don't go to an office. Well, I have an office, but I don't go. So you're self-employed, like aren't a, you? Yeah. I don't do like a routine nine to five, but if I like had a kid tomorrow, I would still be doing what I'm doing every single day. I just have to do it with. Yeah. Child. I a hundred percent agree. And this is the thing that there's, it's hard to say that obviously it's unfair on women sometimes because there's women, 
that have children and still manage to smash mm. a sick career. Yeah, my sister has four kids, four kids under the age of 11. Mm. And she works full time on mm. a single parent as well. And there you go. So there's women that can do it. Yeah. And then there's women that are saying, oh, we can't because men don't allow us to. It's like, well, can you say that with absolute entirety and say that that happens? It happens. I understand it happens. But on the whole, is it happening mm. a lot? Or is it maybe more due to individual personalities or work ethic or drive or determination or all of the other factors that are involved in why women are either paid less or in different jobs? I feel like it, there is obviously going to be areas where there is sexism going on. There is uh, male, um, they are preferred to hiring males like we've just discussed there. But again, it's not to do with being a woman. Yeah, just- I never got an answer for a this gender pay gap, gap, but I had to work mm. it out myself. So it was very easy to work out why yeah, yeah. men in that field were being paid more collectively it's because there's so to? many. But I basically, when the, this is not even funny, but it is, when the document got released, we used to have a HR box. So you could basically put questions in the HR box and then each month they would have like a, like a committee that would publish all of the answers to the questions, like in a forum mm. and stuff. So I printed it. And I just put question mark, folded it up, put it in the box. Put it in there, that's yeah. the question. Yeah, yeah. can you answer question this? Question mark. And then the like that month passed and then I kind of read the forum and that question wasn't on there. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it again. So I printed it off again and put two question marks, <laughs> put it back in the box and um, question never got answered. So then yeah. I wrote, why are you not answering this question? Question mark, put it back in the box. And then I think they released like a statement about it. I can't even remember what it was, probably a load of rubbish, but. <laughs> so they never. I was like, oh, just answer the question. <laughs> Yeah, so it's clear there are circumstances where there's a pay gap and there isn't necessarily a reason for it um, other than sex. Mm. And it, it definitely, I don't think there's ever, you can't ever deny that it exists, but I think you can deny that it exists as an entirety due to the fact that they're just female male. I think there might be 10% or maybe, that's just a figure I'm plucking out of the air really, but my assumption would be based on the different fields that you have to analyse, such as, you know, the maternity and... Um, the factors about men working more longer hours generally than than women do. The fact that they don't have to go off on leave, they're hired more, or they're more they're less agreeable. So then go. If you add all of them factors in, you know it's probably eighty to ninety percent of it is due to other reasons. But there is definitely still a part that should be hundred percent removed. Yeah. There should never be a percentage in that area. It should be zero. It should be all those other factors are fine. If that's the reason, and you know it may look or appear to be oh it's sexist, but really if you look into it, it's not. But yeah, if there's a way to remove that last 10%, which there should be, like you said, if you could put that in and have an answer to that question and if you're caught, then right, you're screwed. Mm. You know, you're in the news. (laughs) Everyone was in the news. It was like every single company, like Barclays, Mm. uh, the company that I worked for, like you could just search any company and it would tell you what percentage Mm. male and female are paid differently. For doing the exact same job. I mean, I guess so. I don't know. I mean, when I was in that position, I was doing, so it was quite a different situation, but I came in with no experience, no qualifications. Mm. Don't even know how I actually landed that job, <laughs> but I was ended up being very, very good at it. But I came in as like a young girl and I was doing exactly the same job as the, I guess, more experienced 
older guys and I think I must have been on like 20 grand less they were like on a lot of money they really were well paid Mm. and I think my starting salary was like 19k but I was buzzing with that I was like yes yeah first job of course you are but I think I imagine originally you didn't start doing the same job you had to learn it right yeah I had to learn on the spot yeah 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 yeah. and then so fast forward like three years I did get promoted I did get pay rises but still the gap was there yeah at the time do you think that was because they'd been there longer and technically had more experience yeah I think it as well as to, maybe the fact that they thought you're young we know that we don't have to pay you more because you won't push us um, <laughs> I think it might have been so I actually really love the company like I do I'm not just saying that I do actually love the company but I think it was a bit of both and mm. literally no experience in that yeah. field at all no qualifications other than like GCSEs and like one or two A levels compared to people that have like got their MCF they've been to uni and They've had loads of experience. Yeah, yeah, they're like yeah. on paper, they're really valuable. See, that's a totally different issue as well, though, I think, because when I did recruitment for IT, so I would, you know, I've done recruitment for 15 years and first I did IT, and we used to get candidates who were a brilliant 10 years experience, and then you'd get a three years experience but had the qualification, they'd get paid more. Mm-hmm. They would just get paid more just because they went to uni and they had the tick. Yeah. And it's like, that is a massive factor as yeah. well, isn't it? So you're, again, you're fighting against perhaps more, less agreeable men, mm-hmm. older men, more experienced men, and they've got the tick. So there might yeah. be, and there might the other one, but you were a woman. So there's mm-hmm. five reasons, four of which, nothing to do with being a woman, but there is perhaps partly about the fact that you're yeah. a woman and they might think, um, as a young girl, we can take advantage. Mm, I don't think they took advantage. No, a man hired me. <laughs> I was oh, really? hired by so- a man, yeah. And um, I remember him having a conversation with me, like just before I left. And... um like talking about when I first started and stuff. And he was like, apparently one of the, so I was never meant to get the job. I got the interview for like a practice interview because um, they didn't want to hire me. But my dad was like, my dad works there. He was like, can you just give her an interview just for like life experience mm, so mm. that she is prepped for her future interviews, whatever. And then I got the job the next day. And um, the, he was the director. He told me, he gave me a lift home. And he was like, do you know, when I first hired you, the like different big top boss guy was like if this goes wrong this is completely on your head this is ridiculous and he was like no she's a fresh set of eyes yeah she doesn't know what she's doing but that's a good thing like let's just see how this and it really worked out i loved it so yeah and there's different bits of it i guess you he gave you the opportunity in the first place where maybe technically you probably got a bit lucky to get it realistically based yeah. on your experience but it worked out all right i don't know what i said in that interview but it worked <laughs> i think the moral of the story is that men are really great they hired you <laughs> Moral of the story. <laughs> so let's move on to what you're doing now with what you're, um, you obviously started your social media like, what, two, three years ago? Mm-hmm. Was it during lockdown? Yeah, it was during lockdown. So what three was, years ago. What was the goal when you first started? I Did you have so any bored. idea? No, I was so bored. And I'd just moved away. So I'd got a new job and mm. um, I moved to Stevenage mm. and I was so bored. And I lived in like a shared house, but I was the first person in this like brand new house. So no one else lived there. Is that in Milton Keynes? No, in Stevenage. Oh, oh okay, yeah, I moved yeah. way away. And um, I didn't really know anyone there. And then we, we went into lockdown. I just started this new job. So I didn't really have any friends at work either. Right. I was just like, damn. So I was like, I'm just going to go home. So I came back to Milton Keynes for a bit. And I was like, I'm so bored. And then I was just scrolling through TikTok. And I'm like, I want to make TikTok. Yeah, so yeah. I did. And then. The rest yeah. is history. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I, I didn't even, I hated TikTok <laughs> to start off. Because I was like everybody's fucking banging on about it. And I'm like, I don't even get it. I just yeah. don't get it. But then lockdown happened and I was like, now everyone was really raving about yeah. it. And I was like, right, okay. And I was, I just turned a year clean. And um, 
I was like, the first thing I did was some dance videos with my son and, uh, and they blew up and I was like, oh, this is very validating. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I like it. So then I was just like, what do I know about? And I was like, yeah, I know about addiction. I know about drugs. Let's talk about that. And then it kind of just, I guess, through at that point in time, people were probably using quite a lot of drugs and didn't want to because they were like, got nothing to do and a reason to get smashed every day. Um, so yeah, for the same reason, I guess I started it. But yours is blown massively. Why do you think that is? Do you know what? I think something like there was a shift in lockdown. I talk about this quite a lot where mm. if you look at social media pre lockdown, it's very different to what social media is like now. Mm. I don't think you saw a lot of real life mm. before lockdown. I think yep. it was kind of like a. Varnished. Yeah, I guess. Or almost like, I don't think I would have been able to get into influencing if it was pre lockdown. No, mm. cause I don't fit didn't fit at the time that beauty standard or that narrative of like mm. influencer. It's very luxury lifestyles, like mm. people with a lot of money, like designer bags. Yeah. Um, and I think something happened over lockdown where just the everyday person has almost become the influencer and it's mm. social media has come, I guess, quite far and become more of a relatable place. And I like, I don't know what flipped, but I love it. I think. Do you think TikTok? Yeah. I, yeah. For what people were posting on TikTok, like it went from seeing like people's designer, fashion halls to seeing mm. somebody doing a super drug haul. Do you know mm, what I mean? Mm, mm. And I think, yeah, I think it. Well, it allowed the everyday person to be, to give it, give, get a bigger outreach yeah, through their algorithm. Give right? it a go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, that's why I saw this the other day about TikTok. So why they're trying to ban it in like America and stuff mm -hmm. is because if you search like Instagram for, um, oh, I can't remember what country it was, but it's, obviously I know there's a war going on in Ukraine, but there was another country. So if you search for that country on Instagram, you'll get all these lovely photos. But if you search for it on TikTok, you'll get all these blown up streets. No you'll get the reality. So TikTok's real. TikTok, that's wow. the difference. Mm -hmm. Whereas Instagram is like, we won't let you post this stuff. We won't put it into yeah. our algorithm if it's not what we want you to see. Mm -hmm. Whereas TikTok is just, we put what the algorithm is tailored to the, to the consumer, yeah. right? So it's whatever they like to watch mm -hmm. will come up. So if people are watching reality, which is what everybody likes, you said you're real. You're just a, you're a real person. Like you're not um, fucking what's it called where they airbrushed and all of that shit. It's like oh, I can really relate to you because mm -hmm. you're like me. You know, you make me. And if you're doing so well and you can be open and honest and vulnerable and you know take off the filters and take off your makeup and show you that you've got hair on your lip. I remember seeing one you did like I was like. That's what I feel. Everybody. Thought you were talking about now. No, <laughs> no. I think you took a real close up and said, "Look, I've yeah, got yeah. hair on my lip," or and it might have been something to do with shaving legs and stuff like that. It's just all like, I'm a human being, and we mm. don't need to be afraid of being human. Be and I can yeah. do this in front of a million people, and it's like I think that's the biggest thing that you do yeah. that's beautiful for oh, women. Do you know what I mean? Because they're like, oh, I, I love that. I just, it's, I did, I said it on my last podcast. I was like, I wish that women, I, I wish filters were banned. I really do, because as much as it would be hard to adjust at first, mm -hmm. it'd be better for everyone. Yeah. I don't see the benefits. I don't see anything good that can come from a filter. I get it if it's like a marketing thing, if you're a model or if you're, you know, I mean, you're selling that as a, a product, essentially. Yeah. That's your business. Do what you want. But if it's your everyday life and it's just your personal profile and you're using filters all the time and you're just becoming less and less accepting of who you are, more and more are disappointed with the real mirror in real life. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's so sad. No, it's sad. Especially for like dating. <clears throat> you know what I mean, imagine if they're on TikTok or sorry, they're on Tinder, for example, and they've, they know all their photos are fake. They know they don't really look half anything like that. And then they're going to a date based on that. Mm -hmm. Imagine the fear and anxiety yeah. 
that they know when they look, oh, he's going to look at me and go, oh, fuck this, because I know I don't look anything like that. That make, That's heartbreaking yeah, for me. And sad. I just feel like, I don't know if you agree, that it's it's become so normal now. It's become so normal because everybody does it. Like I said, that's the excuse. That's the fallback mm-hmm. is everybody does it. Yeah. It's like, well, just because everybody does it doesn't mean it's a fucking good thing, does yeah, it? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so you've obviously done a lot on filters and stuff like that. Yeah. What do you think's happening with society and social media? I get where you're coming from completely and I share like so many similar views. Like people shouldn't feel like they have to blur things out and mm. change the way they look. I don't think the world is going to be a filter-free place until it's a kinder place. And I think Mm. when you look at the root cause, like as someone that knows these people and is friends with these people, first of all, nobody downloads a editing app and sits there and thinks like, I'm going to set an unrealistic beauty standard today just because I can. Mm. No one does that. Mm. It's, there's a lot of people that are viciously bullied online and offline, Mm. trolled over the most stupid things like their appearance, their hair, their skin, their body, anything and unfortunately there are people out there that will literally even if there is nothing to pick up they'll find something yeah yeah for me i'm quite a thick-skinned person like yeah it does upset me sometimes when i'm having Mm. a bad day but not everyone is Mm. and there's only so many times a person that's already quite vulnerable Mm. is gonna hear that before they start to believe it so then they are going to download and editing up because it becomes out of sight, out of mind. Mm. And it's like, well, if I do that, bullying's, the bullying's going to stop. But then on the other hand, it's like they edit their pictures and then they're the bad guy again because it's like you're fake. Mm. You're setting an unrealistic beauty standard. I just, I don't know. I don't think, like I said, the priority and the accountability really should fall on those people. I think it should be the people that put them there in the first place. You, you think that they're doing it in response to an insecurity that they felt due to either something in their life or something through social media that someone's pointed out, or oh, you've got a big nose, for example, yeah. or your skin's disgusting. Mm, or Not then, even just online, in real life. I yeah, think of, of how many kids at school, like there's only so many times someone's going to hear that, like a horrible thing or like be bullied for something before they're like, oh, actually. And like I said, it becomes out of sight, out of mind. Fine, I'll just get rid of it. Kids are horrible. Yeah, I was kids horrible. Are horrible. I was a fucked up kid, so. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I hear that, but I also don't feel it's a solution. No, I don't feel this. I don't think I feel it's a solution. It's a. I understand it. I understand it to be a quick fix. As mm. oh, if I do it, but like you said, it comes with negative feedback anyway. Oh, yeah. you're just fake now, so they're going to get crucified. I think it's being accepting of the fact that social media is fifty percent a great place and fifty percent fucking yeah, horrible. For sure. And you've got to be willing. If you're going to put something out there, you've got to be willing to accept the terms. Mm-hmm. That's the terms you sign up for, isn't it? Like, yeah, you know, you're going to put a photo, a thing, anything out. Half, and this is life as well. Half the people are not going to like you. Mm-hmm. Whether you're great and they've got no reason. They just don't yeah. like you. That's just life. And people are going to say negative things. And unfortunately, if you're willing to put yourself in a, a social media environment and not just because people have social media that's quite tight within mm-hmm. their people they know, and they keep it yeah. within those people that they know, right? You know, and that's that's fine. But if you're wanting to go bigger with it and you're wanting to be more widely known and sending your photos out there, you have to be accepting of that fact, don't you? Yeah. You've got to be like, right, well, you've got to be strong enough, I'd say. Yeah, it's and a lot of pressure, especially I can, can't even imagine. Because like, I went through a phase 
ironically, before I started on socials, I used to face up the shit out of my pictures. <laughs> I've got, I'll show you after, I've got pictures on like my old socials where the wall is like bendy. Uh, <laughs> like, he said this, <laughs> he said this in the last podcast. He said, uh, yeah, you mentioned that, didn't you, Stu? Yeah. <laughs> so we can see like the walls are bending. Well, it literally when... was the mirrors. Like there's a picture of me and my niece and like where I've tried to like give myself like a slim waist, like a thick ass. It's like <laughs> in the background or like I used to sit there and like take a picture with no makeup on, mm. but then still sit there like lips bigger. Oh, God. my eyes a little bit. I would, honestly, and it took me so long. To what, to revert to, back yeah, to, to reality? be doing that, yeah. Mm. It was really bad, actually. Do you feel like it was a good move for you to do that? Yeah, definitely. Because I like to be a good example, mm. I guess. Mm. Or like not even a good example, because I, I know people that face up their pictures and they're lovely people and they're great yeah. role models, but maybe like a, like a real relatable face, mm. I guess. I don't know. What about for yourself, just in you? Yeah, I guess so. I think... The pictures are really bad. I am going to show you them afterwards, but like I- We'll get them up honestly, when, we, when, yeah. we do, when it comes yeah, up, we we'll, we'll have them flash up. I can honestly say I do not look like any of those pictures. Mm. And um, I don't even know why. I'm sure it was for a guy, like to get a guy's attention or something like that. That's why I used to do it. The enemy. And be like, yeah, literally <laughs> public enemy number one. It's all your fault. But I don't know why you saw just a general- I don't know. I didn't. No need for me to do it. Yeah, of course but I just not. used to do it all the time. But I feel much better yeah. in myself posting the real. Do you feel me. like your journey that you've been on has has helped you become more accepting of of you as you are? Yeah, definitely. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I said, there are days where some people say some really messed up mm. stuff, and it always be on a day when I'm having a bad day or like I'm having a period or something. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. my god. Can't believe you use a four five said that. You picked the wrong fucking day, man. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like, why? I'm not going on social media ever again. <laughs> but it's um but yeah, I think yeah. So it's made a big difference for you. Yeah, for sure. Good. Well, that was the point I really wanted to make, especially because I feel like this affects women a lot more than men. Mm -hmm. And I feel like yeah, because the the standard is kind of being set for them. And I think it kind of what comes down from like famous people, doesn't it? If let's mm -hmm. be honest. They post something, it started with them. They've got airbrushed up to fuck, look yeah. incredible, body is amazing, and blah blah blah. It's all they do because it's edited so well. You can't mm -hmm. really tell it looks real, but probably most of it isn't. And then everyone's like, oh, "I want to look like that." And then suddenly, social media created a lovely little device that enables you to have it just yeah, like that for sure. And they're like, "Wow, we can all be like that too." And mm -hmm. it's like it's so easy. And I'm not I'm not even sort of pointing the finger and saying it's so uh, you're a bad person or you're silly for doing it. It's it's upsetting for me to know how how difficult it is for people, especially women, to live on social media without being them true their true selves. Yeah, you know, and and whether that started because of something on social media or before, and I just feel like the the, the for me the best solution out of that is them becoming more loving of themselves, accepting of themselves yeah. through whatever means that is. Like there's so many ways that we can do that, but I feel they're getting further and further away from that mm -hmm. with using filters. I feel like they're becoming more and more dependent, less and less happy with themselves and yeah. might even then push them to in the in the real life circumstances to try and change them to that mm -hmm. through surgery, through filler, through Botox and everything yeah. else. God knows how much people are in it. They're trying to look like that face. Like, that's a lot of pressure for you yeah, girls, right? It's a lot of pressure. I think it's also a lot, like I said, to put on to the people that are doing it. Like... Mm. It's so like, cause I've 
preach self-love. Mm. It's very easy for me to say, well, you should just love yourself. You know, mm. love you for you. That doesn't mean so it's going to go in one ear and out the other, especially mm. again, if someone's aggressively trolled, aggressively bullied, like then it's a nice thing to say, but they're not going to listen until they're ready to listen. Do you um, think they should come off social media whilst they do this? Is, is it so say, say they can't live with, say every, oh, I always say there's, there's kind of levels with filters. I think if you use one now and again, cool, mm. whatever. But if in the majority is normal, you know, clean photos, yeah. unedited, but if it's every photo, do you think someone like that, do you think it's good? Do you think it's healthy for them to keep posting in that, in that way? Or do you think they could benefit potentially from having, like you said, time away from it, living in the real world, becoming more accepted themselves, going on some sort of journey for themselves to, to understand why they feel the need to do that and maybe try and heal that, that insecurity or that fear or whatever it is they feel they need and then come back to it. I think I'm 50, 50. I don't feel, I guess my opinion does come from, like I said before, like bullying, mm. trolling, very nasty people online in those circumstances i don't think anyone should ever be pushed off of an app no. because they're being bullied That's, no i don't think that at all but then in the circumstance where somebody like how i used to be mm. can't take a picture without having to drastically change the way they look maybe it would be beneficial to take a little break mm. live in the real world but also if you're comparing yourself constantly to people online unfollow them mm. there are so many relatable influencers yeah. online that talk about body positivity, little things like stretch marks or mm. body hair, or I don't know, like we'll post with no makeup on, no filters on, follow them yeah. instead. Like you don't yeah. have to follow these people. And if they're making you feel bad, yeah. just block them. They're not going to be like offended. They're it's, not even going to know. It's, it is, it's difficult to push this narrative mm -hmm. though. I, I 100% agree with you. Like, yeah, great. Don't go do that. But how difficult is it to convince now today? Because the, the, it, it's the vast majority now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're more overpowering. I'd say it's like 80, 20, 80% mm -hmm. filtered, 20% reality yeah. posters now, isn't it? In in just general day-to-day -day life, more normal people, I'd say it's so much more filtered than it is natural. Yeah. So you're now arguing with the mass yeah, who all agree sure. with each other because they don't want to let it go because mm -hmm. they feel more comfortable right now. But I just think long-term it's going to, it's not good. I just, it's yeah. I just, I wish there was some way that that we could make, we could change it. We could change it because I know that eventually they'd be more happy or more accepting. But we can't get rid of trolls. That's the problem. No, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, well, we've got to accept that. That's never. You can never. People can create fake accounts. There's nothing you can do. But how can you accept someone being so nasty, mm. but not accept? Someone feeling insecure and putting it, you know. I 100% accept them. I understand the reason yeah. why. My argument is that it's not helping. It's not helping them. It might be helping mm. them in the short term, but long term it's not because I always, I don't know if you agree with this, but subconsciously they're going to know mm -hmm. this is not real. So any yeah. like, any comment they get, they know it's not real. Mm -hmm. Sadly, the truth is that they'll know. Whether they want to admit it out loud, yeah. underneath they know. So that's not helping their self-worth in any way. It's not yeah, helping guess, the yeah. problem. Do you know what I mean? It's, mm -hmm. it's what it is in reinforcing the statement that actually they're not good enough without it. Yeah. That's, that's, I think that's how I used to feel. I think I went through a stage where I was like, oh, I don't want to, this boy to see the picture. I actually don't, so I'm just going to change it. Because mm. I guess deep down it is like a, I don't feel good enough without it mm. kind of scenario. And, and the, the, more, the longer that goes on, the harder it is to pull away. Like yeah. you said, imagine if you'd have maintained that up until now. Imagine trying to revert back, like, oh, mm. actually, I'm just going to get rid of that. Yeah. It's like, it's almost part of your identity mm -hmm. now. It's like, yeah, and I just, I fear that, you know, longer to, I feel like insecurity 
and low self-worth, low self-esteem, I feel like is at an all-time high for yeah, society. And due to not just filters, but social media in general, yeah. because of trolls as well yeah. and people like that, but the public forum that's so open for, for criticism mm-hmm. and also the standard, the false standard that's set by so many influencers yeah. and stuff like that, that people feel that that's what they need to do. And also it's coming through from teenagers now. Mm-hmm. This is like 12 years old now, you've got a phone, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's Crazy. almost like brainwashing them mm-hmm. that that's how you got to look. So I fear for like the younger lot how yeah, bad it's going to be. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I, yeah, I don't know. Do you have any uh, siblings or anything like that at that age? I've got nieces and nephews, yeah, how- teenagers and stuff. And I guess... I'd be heartbroken if my like eldest niece mm. like posted a picture and she just morphed herself into someone else like I used to. I'd be really sad because she's so beautiful. I think she's so beautiful. What would you be going around and saying to her if I'd she like, started doing that now? You look so pretty and it's none of my business, but so much more beautiful mm. without all of that. Mm. But then you do you That's the problem, isn't it? You've got to say you do you. You make your own mistakes. You learn your own lessons. You have to let everybody do what they what they feel they have to do. But yeah, it's weird because filters weren't even a thing. No. Like how long have they been around? Like six years? Not even that long, no. I like, guess it was all Photoshop before. But Yeah, but I don't think many people no, went through nobody... the fucking effort of doing that, did <laughs> no. they? Like it wasn't like people had their laptops out fucking nerds. Yeah, yeah, but I don't it's what I mean. I don't think many people no. had the time or the energy or the knowledge of like let's fire up the MacBook and fucking start editing like that. So yeah, it's only been since it's been made easy. And that's been, oh, I want to say like 2014, 15. Yeah, like, so like Snapchat. S- yes. Oh, like yeah, it Snapchat started with Snapchat, era. didn't like it? Like with the dog filter and like. Yeah. yeah. See, that was fine. It was funny. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? That was just banter. That's where it started though. And then before you knew it, everyone was just totally different. But mm-hmm. oh, I think, I reckon men must be probably more frustrated with it than anything. Yeah, I guess. Because... Um, well, I know, speaking to men, it's like you get excited about, you know, because obviously the first thing that you look at when you want to date someone through apps is the way they look. Mm-hmm. Am I attracted to them? That's everybody's first initial instinct is, am I physically attracted to them? Yeah. And it's kind of, it's, a, it's up there with the top three things when you're going to be in love or romantic with someone. And if you go there and it's nothing that what you said, it's just like, that's so it almost feels dishonest. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what what the consensus from like friends that I speak to and other people that have been on have just said like it feels like they've just lied to me. Mm-hmm. I've I've met I've met them under false pretenses. Yeah. Do you think that's I fair? I get that. I don't know. I I get frustrated with men on these topics sometimes. Like not you, but like no, my, you can be frustrated my with argument me. always used to be like, and I think a lot of women share this exactly the same opinion but like when a guy says like i hate the filler i hate the filters i mm. hate the fakeness it's all fake this that and then show me your liked pictures show me uh. all the pictures <laughs> that you've liked so i can see if if you i kind of give you the impression you I like an actual girl because yeah, it's do, like yeah. <laughs> mm. i yeah i would be happy to show you mine I, <laughs> yeah i don't really like i don't really like photos with no i don't really do i don't that doesn't come up in my feed yeah um but, but do you get what I'm saying? I do, yeah. But are they, do you think they're doing that knowing that they're liking filters? Oh, absolutely. My ex-boyfriends used to do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, it's probably easy to say that they maybe they do, but maybe they're doing that on the basis that that's not someone they want to date. Yeah, but it's like, are men really that ignorant? 
like not in a nasty way ignorant but ignorant mm. to, before they see that's like they know something is edited yeah you know that someone has filler yeah so realistically if you're going to walk on into a date with somebody yeah you should you should mm. that has all edited photos and it's it's i guess they could ask for the for they could say like because obviously before a date you do have quite a bit of chat and if yeah. it's got to that point you've started to invest a little bit you could say can i see an unfiltered photo but would you would you be offended would a woman be offended no. with that i don't think so and would they, i'd be would flattered they get it? if someone <laughs> she's nodded it what's what is it she if you're oh. icon I wouldn't ask that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take that dating advice. But I wouldn't be offended if someone said that. I'd want to. You would want to, yeah. But so there you go. So right. Yeah. So we can't ask. It, we, just we, FaceTime. Like it's not hard. Most people FaceTime like, date face, before a date. Yeah, most people FaceTime anyway. Like when I've been like single and like talking to guys. Yeah, yeah. Like we've always FaceTime first. Yeah, I guess it's a safety thing for me as well, yeah, so yeah, I can yeah. see that I'm actually speaking to. And you don't want to waste your time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dead banter. Sure, you go on. What did you? What did you um, have to I say? I FaceTimed a girl in America once, and the first four times she had all the lights off. It was dark. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I was trying to like record the screen and then turn the brights. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so let me guess, it didn't materialise. No. no. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, there is that. I mean, everybody. It's it's a strange one because you've got the right to use a filter. If yeah, you want to use it, it's your fucking phone. Yeah, it's your it's app. True. It's your post. You can do what you want. I think, is it the responsibility of men to identify that they're using a filter? Because I'll be honest, not all filters are very obvious. Yeah. There are some really fucking good ones. Mm -hmm. I remember I dated a girl once and their photos looked absolutely insane. And I was like, wow, it's like a model. It's buzzing. And I met them totally different. And I was, they weren't on a, weren't like really unattractive, but they, they definitely didn't look anything yeah. like the photos. And I was like, I, yeah, I was a little bit, it's not to say disappointed. I was frustrated because I was like, why couldn't you just show me? Because she wasn't yeah. unattractive. She wasn't like really unattractive or anything like that. She was an attractive girl, but she didn't look like that photo. Like she'd blown it up to be like absolutely perfect, yeah. immaculate. And it's like, you didn't need to do that. But I was more annoyed, not about the way she looked, the fact that she'd kind of sent me all this fake shit. And I yeah. was like, no, I get that. I do. Get that. But like I said, it's all circumstantial, isn't it? Mm. There's some people that don't mean any harm by it. Some people that won't post a picture without it being touched up. It's what it is. It's mm. their prerogative. Yeah, it is. FaceTime before the date. Most That's people, the rule of the thumb, guys. Yeah, FaceTime before the date. Face like I said as well, as a safety thing, as a woman, mm. I always FaceTime before. And I always send my friends my location as well. Oh, do you? Yeah. Because we're predators. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to me, talk to me about that because I saw this video once. It was really good. It was a guy basically saying that it was like, "What is it?" To, this woman says, "What is it to be a man?" And then she he goes on to basically say loads of stuff of how difficult it is to be a man. Like basically saying your mental health doesn't fucking matter, you know. And if <laughs> yeah, I'll try and find it so we can post it for this as well. But he, he basically is talking about how how difficult it is to be a man. And one of the things he said is that everybody thinks we're a predator and they have to carry pepper spray to mm. keep themselves defend uh, to uh, to defend themselves against us. Yeah. Do you think is Do you think that's the reality? Is that how women feel about men? Yeah, I guess so. Really? Like I I wouldn't. I don't feel safe walking. Mm. at night time on my no. own I would mm. not my dad wouldn't even probably let me I'm 28 years old this year and he would would not even let me get a cab sometimes if it's dark outside like, no I wouldn't let my I missus either yeah I don't feel comfortable walking in the street if I saw a group of guys I would instantly probably have my key in between my knuckle yeah. like ready to go swingers it's yeah 
I don't. I wouldn't say every man is a predator, and it's like that. Oh, it's not all men. Like mm. we know that, but it's some of you. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm not saying is if you feel defensive mm. over me saying I don't feel safe. Yeah, that's a problem you need to take up with yourself. Do you know no, what I mean? Oh, I not you think, personally. No, just no. Talking. It was yeah. His post. I, I kind of. I get it. It's it's a bit. Um, it's it's sad that that's what the world has come to. Yeah. Um, but typically that is a very small minority of mm-hmm. men in the world that have caused that problem. Mm-hmm. But it is men. It, isn't, it is almost, um, it's only in one direction, that, yeah. that, that crime. You know, mm-hmm. rape, I don't think I've ever seen it happen in the other way around. Do you know what I mean? Is yeah. it a woman raping a man? I mean, I'm sure it might have happened very rarely. But so for that reason, that's why women are scared. Yeah, definitely. I mean? It's like even things of like the stuff that went on with the police officers, like in mm. the news, like that's mm. people, that's someone I would go to to feel yeah. safe. And even now, if I had to go to a police officer in the back of my head, I probably would be feeling a little bit vulnerable. Mm. I remember actually while the Sarah Everard mm. thing happened, I don't know. Um, the lady that was, she was murdered by a police officer, basically. Is that the recent one that I heard about? That he, it was, yeah, I think, how long ago was this? A couple of years ago, or a year ago. Oh, maybe not then. There was so, another one recently that I just heard it was all a police officer, or unless that was the court thing going through for him recently. I think there's something else has happened recently oh, in the Met. Yeah, one. there's been loads of complaints and like reports of sexual assault in the workplace and stuff like that. But yeah. this specific scenario, how crazy is this, right? So we were watching it on the news. The next day I was at home by myself. Mm. My mum and dad weren't in. A police officer knocked on my door. My instant reaction was just to let him in. Yeah, yeah. And I, then I spoke, it was about something in my street, like they wanted a witness statement. Just one police officer no, as well. Just one police officer. Mm. And I was just like, yeah, come in, no worries. Do you want a tea? They won't be allowed to do that anymore. This, that. And then literally when he left, I was like, oh my God. Like, yeah. could you imagine? Yeah, I don't. I, they won't let them do that anymore, will they? Men no, on their own as police officers won't be able so. to go into a no. house. They might, if it was two, I guess, but or maybe a man and a woman. Yeah, I think so. It's like when they have interviews now with with women, there has to be a man and a woman present, surely. I thought it used so. to be. Yeah, I think so. At least all the TV programmes I watch are. Yeah. <laughs> That's where my knowledge is coming from. Yeah, I mean, there's not much you can do about having that need to protect yourself. And it mm-hmm. is... It is men that are doing it, unfortunately. But even like, if you look back, like a lot of people talk about this on TikTok, right? Mm. When I was at school, mm. when I used to walk home from school in my school uniform as a teenager, yeah. do you know how many of us used to get catcalled by like people in vans? Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. I still remember, oh, it, I remember now. it now. Yeah. And that's me walking from not even like, I'm a kid that's dressed like an adult and has those makeup on, maybe looks 18 years old. Mm. I literally remember being in a school uniform and a lot of women do. And yeah. you'd get guys drive past that like beat their horns and like shout things out the window. And it's like, bro, like kids. Yeah. That's what, that's the kind of environment, unfortunately, a lot of us have been. Yeah, we're not too, we're not too in. different in age. I'm for 33, 34 this year. So, but I, even now, because I have my son and he's 11 in a week. And he's only just starting to go out on his own. Mm-hmm. I was out on my own at like seven or eight. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was playing in the park yeah. for hours and hours and hours by myself uh, yeah. at like seven, eight years old. But granted, it was like 10 metres from my house. But <laughs> but still, there was kids from all over the different mm-hmm. estates all coming to that park at the same age without parents. Yeah. And it's like, I would have never let him go out now. Yeah. Like, it even now still scares me that he's even though he's there and he's got his phone now mm-hmm. and he's got his little electric scooter so he's like yeah. it's like a, they're like teenagers you ever find yeah. out about kids now as well they're like way more grown up like when I was 11 I was still a kid like yeah. a proper kid same 
he's like a teenager, like has mood swings. <laughs> and I don't know whether that again is down to social media, the amount of knowledge and the amount of information that they're taking in and then communication that they've always got with one another. But yeah, when I was 11, I was still like making fire in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> doing like playing run outs and yeah, stuff like climbing that. Climbing trees. Yeah. So, I mean, that was life going on the swings, playing in the park. It's like, nah, dad, I yeah, want a phone and I want an electric scooter and I want to... Like, so, okay, the world has definitely changed yeah, in my definitely. time. But yeah, no, I, um, yeah, I agree as well from that point as well, because it has changed. The world has massively changed. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the awareness, isn't it? There's so much more awareness about murders, about rapes, about paedophilia. It's just like, yeah, you just, now yeah. I just wouldn't, yeah, I'm even he's lucky now to be going out at 11, to be honest with you, because yeah. I still don't like it. No. I really don't fucking like it. See, no. I've got three nephews and they're allowed to go to the park. So they're 11, 10 and 7. But the yeah. seven-year-old's not allowed to obviously go on his own. Like, he yeah, has to go yeah, with his yeah, older yeah. brothers. And again, the park is literally like round the corner from my house. So. Yeah. See, there's a park up there. I still don't know. He's not allowed to go there on his own. <laughs> it's literally like four-minute walk from the house. And I'm like, no. Nah. If he's got a mate, fine. But yeah. on his own, no. 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 Sorry. So I guess I share that perspective from if you're looking at it like that. Because, again, it is, it's always men, isn't it, with that crime, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a shame. But like I said, I think it's not all men, not all men thing. It irritates me because it's like, again, like I said, it's some of yours. Yeah. Not all of yours. And, again, if, you're be, if, you're, if you feel that angry and defensive over someone not feeling safe around a man, then that's something that you need to take up with yourself because if, if you're not done anything wrong you shouldn't be defensive really should you what do you think is the um the biggest problem between men and women in society today what do you think we disagree on the most or well, if you could or question. if you could or okay if you could if you could change anything in terms of the relationship between men and women whether it could be branches into anything into society into relationships into anything you want what would be the one thing that you would like to change if you could wave your magic wand I think the expectations in of life in general on women, mm-hmm. I think it's it's so difficult because especially in a relationship, like I've been through this before many times myself, it's like sometimes I feel that men, one minute they want like a housewife, someone to stay home, look after the kids, mm-hmm. clean the house. And then on the other side, they want an independent woman with loads of money, like flash car, show off to their friends, whatever. Are you talking about the same person changing their mindset? Yeah, or? absolutely. There's just, there's uh, such a big expectation on women. It's like, one minute you want this, then you want this, then you want me to look this way. Right. Then you want me to have all these kids and then look that way. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's like, what do you want? Yeah. Even things like in relationships, like, I guess always having to feel like sexy and like, mm. it's just like, oh, grow up, like, actually grow up. That's not real life. <laughs> so you think that men should lessen their expectations yeah. on, on women, yeah. how much they want. And also to perhaps stay in line with the one thing they said they want not to change, not to like, oh, I want you to wear all these different hats. It's like too many expectations. I think it's okay to change your, um, I don't know what to call it. Like, Desire within yeah, the person, or what, sure. what it is that you're to change what you want. Yeah, but like, like I said, I just feel like there is a massive expectation on women all the time. Like we literally cannot win mm. with some men. With some men, <laughs> <laughs> not all men. Um. So, in your mind's eye, what do you think the responsibility of a woman should be in a relationship? Then, um, and this is all down to opinion, isn't it? Because yeah. some women might be, I'm, I'm a stay at home mum. That's what I want to do. Yeah, some women for sure. might want to be, I want a career. Like, yeah. I just want to work. 
but you personally to be happy it's my role to be happy Mm. happy wife happy life Mm. if you make me happy i'll make you happy that's that i love that there's not a saying that goes the other way (laughs) what happy (laughs) happy man (laughs) no it doesn't rhyme no (laughs) so you're not happy happy husband no (laughs) we don't have to be happy no we just have to make you happy no i think it's (laughs) (laughs) i think i again it's all like you said it's all circumstantial yeah I know what I would bring to the table in a relationship. Yeah. That's my business. Yeah. It's not my job to go into the relationship and then be like, oh, you know, I have this, this and this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it all to you. Mm. Like, no, like, it works two ways. <laughs> I feel like I've just been in a lot of relationships where I've been like relied on a lot. Mm. And like, there's, like I said, had a lot of expectations on me all the time. My role now going forward, in my opinion, is to be happy. Mm. If you don't like it. If you're not making me happy, you can leave. Do you believe in um, love at first sight? Yeah. You do? Yeah, I do. Oh, I love that. Have you had love at first sight before? I think so, yeah, now. Yeah, I've had love at first sight before. Yeah, yeah. I think when when they say, like, when you know, you know. Yeah, I hated that saying until about a month or so ago. Literally, it's crazy, (laughs) isn't it? It's like, no, it doesn't exist. And then it happens and you're like, oh, my God, there's fireworks in my soul. Yeah. (laughs) So, right, I have always my whole life being a, like a hopeless romantic like when i was mm-hmm. a kid i used to love films like the bodyguard yeah. and robin hood like i loved like the love side of films i loved roman- romance and then i always in my mind obviously watching that shit thought that's how life is like mm-hmm. i'm gonna meet someone i'm just gonna and then all through years of fucking chaos in shit relationships not down to necessarily the women or the people that i was mm-hmm. picking more down to myself being broken and i feel when you're broken yourself you're normally only a broken um, people to, to or to partners to be with and that just creates yeah. chaos and and I basically had given up because of all the years of all of this shit I was like the fairy tale doesn't exist mm-hmm. but then obviously in doing that I just worked on myself worked yeah. on myself became the best version of me I've been doing that every day for the last four years and then I met this uh, I met my girlfriend who I'm with now and I was it was like instant I was yeah. like wow and then every day just gets better and better and better and no red flags are flying mm-hmm. out nothing it's just like click it's just yeah. like everything I've ever wanted Aww. I'm like she is very beautiful <sighs> by the way oh thank you she is <laughs> she's gorgeous but yeah she, it's just and I'm like my faith in the in the uh, fantasy in like the mm-hmm. fairy tale is reinstalled I believe in it again yeah, which for sure. I feel a bit bad because I obviously was previously due to my own shit situation telling people it doesn't fucking exist yeah, <laughs> I'm shitting on your parade it's not real <laughs> <laughs> but I think it is so oh that's nice to know that is nice it's to know. different I think when you like this is so soppy and embarrassing I feel like when you like where I've dated people before, like I love them, mm. but I don't love them. I feel like when you finally like love, like you're in love with someone, it's a completely different ball game. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, a hundred percent. I feel it's a weird one. I've had so, when I've felt like I've been in love before, then when I've moved forward into different relationships, I've realised they haven't been, and I've understood myself more. Yeah. And like I feel like this is kind of the first real experience for love mm-hmm. for me ever because it's oh. totally different. In it's every really nice. single way. Oh, yeah. It just, it's just not, yeah. I don't even have words to describe it. That's how I feel yeah, about it. That's and it's, what it should be like. Yeah. I can't put it into words. And it's, yeah. And it just gets better and better. And it just clicked straight away. There was no, it's effortless. Yeah. Which, this is the thing I always, like, everything I've been watching on social media is like, oh, it's really hard work. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure there's going to be things that are going to be challenging that you have to mm-hmm. work through. But what already has been things that we've like talked about that, 
that we've had to kind of understand each other. But mm. the way it's been communicated, it's totally different. It's like yeah. calm. I've not, you know, like, there's been difficult things that I've had to talk about, but I've been heard, I've been received, I've never yeah. raised my voice. I've never, oh, like, never had to get upset. I've just, it's just been received, been communicated, understood and actioned. And it's just mm -hmm. like, that's it, it's done. It's like, that, is <laughs> what that, is going on? Is that it? <laughs> no fireworks? No smashing stuff? No? Okay, great. See, that's what I'm quite used to. Obviously not smashing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But <laughs> like I'm so used to like being in relationships where I've got so angry all the time and just frustrated mm. and felt like rejected mm. and ignored. I think when you meet someone that doesn't make you feel like that, yeah. it's like, oh my God, is this, this is what it's meant to be like, not like... Yeah, that's I um I I firmly believe that now. But I one thing I do believe is that the only reason I've managed to get to that point is because of the work that I've done internally. Yeah. I think sure. like the the common misconception is is that I'll just keep dating mm -hmm. and eventually I'll meet the right one. And I don't believe that. I no. don't believe if you don't work on yourself and you don't become the one for yourself. Mm -hmm. So like I decided to about a year and a half ago it's like everything that I want from the partner that I, you know, anything they give me, validation, love, mm -hmm. support, you know, a pat on the back, well done. So every day I write on the shower, well done. I love Aww. you and I'm proud of you every day because That's that was what I used to get within a relationship setting. Like oh, once I'd done all the work for myself that I do, like my breath, meditation, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, I'm going to give that to me. I don't want to mm -hmm. be dependent on anybody else for that. So I became completely dependent on myself for my self-worth, for my love, for my appreciation, for my respect. Yeah. And then there's no pressure on the other person to give me all those things. I, when they give them to me, it's beautiful. Yeah, and I'm grateful for, sure. for it. It's like, I don't need it. I love having it and I love receiving it, but I'm not completely dependent on you for that. And I think because I did that work, that then enabled me to find the person that I found now. Yeah. Do you believe that? Yeah, I do. Do you know what? I think from like going back to maybe like, I don't know when my first heartbreak was, like maybe like 21. Mm. 22 if I'd have had some time to work on myself mm. and my confidence and my insecurities I would have just not dated any of the people that I had dated and mm. I wouldn't have put up with it either yeah. I wouldn't have put up you'd with have had boundaries right yeah, I would respect have had much, for yourself yeah exactly more respect for myself I wouldn't have been so tolerant of things like mm. cheating lying because you were just happy to have someone there yeah literally just someone that was giving me the attention and yeah. I ended up all the time in like really long term situationships I was never the girlfriend I was mm. always like the situationship that like it's like oh but we've been dating for like a year why can't I just be a girlfriend it's like no and it's like why <laughs> I'm glad you brought this up because so my missus has friends in that situation. They're a bit younger. Mm -hmm. So it's probably the same age you were talking about, 21, 22, yeah. 23, 24. And they're all, and I'm hearing what they're saying. And they're like, basically like hanging off of these guys' words, yeah. like waiting for them to say they want to be with them. And I did a podcast, my last podcast was like, I actually mentioned you in it just before I was talking. So I was saying about how, how uh, women should be looking at what you're doing and loving themselves and respecting themselves. And if a guy isn't fucking jumping up and down, yeah, the minute he meets you and he's so excited, then fuck him off. Yeah, so true. My dad used to say to me all the time, like um, whenever I used to like cry, I'm mm. like boys and stuff. Mm. Um, he'd be like, if he's not knocking on your door with flowers, mm. like begging to take you out, he's not good enough. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah. Like seriously, goodbye. Mm, <laughs> literally. But women, and like you said, and I think as you put it so much that you didn't maybe love and respect yourself enough no, at that I didn't. point. Otherwise I wouldn't have stayed in them situations. You wouldn't tolerate for so it, would long. you? Not for like a if, minute. If that was now, 
<laughs> I know. Yeah, if a guy tries like stringing you along now, you're like, what are you doing? Blah, blah. <laughs> are you fucking serious? Yeah, nice try. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, girls really need to listen to you more. Because it's easy for a man saying it, but the thing is, I'm a man saying it and I'm listening to what these guys are telling them. Bearing in mind, I have had a fucking shady history of being a bit of a dick yeah. as well. When I was using drugs, I was, yeah, with regards to women, I was I was terrible. But I, I listen to what these these guys are saying and doing and I'm like, girls, yeah, literally. wake up. Like, you're beautiful. On? You're a beautiful woman and you are running around after this guy who doesn't give a shit. No, literally. And they actually, that's the thing that I think that hurts the most or used to hurt me the most right. is that when you have that realisation, like you actually don't get, like I could stop talking now, just yeah. disappear. I don't think you'd really care. No. I think that's. But that seems to be yeah. what keeps them there. Yeah. It's like you, it's like a, a obsession. Yeah. I want them to care. Yeah, I'll, I want... I'll show them I'm good enough. Yeah. And it's like, What? They don't need to give you approval. Yeah. It's like, you're good enough. That's what it is as well, approval. Yeah. Is, and it does turn into a bit of a cycle because it's like, you, like, I've been there before where I've, like, dated people long term. I'm not their girlfriend, but we're still dating. We've been dating for a long time. Mm. And then you go through that phase of, like, okay, well, what are we then? And then it's like, oh, I'm just, I don't really like labels. Like, just chilling. And it's like, um, you go through, like, the, the rage, the sadness, and then they'll just put one message up, like, and what are you doing? And you're like, oh, yes. <laughs> He loves me. So Even though it's two o'clock in the morning, I'm so happy. Oh my God. I'm so glad you said this. It's just, yeah. Well, that was literally me. Do you think it this is, is, do you think this is why though a lot of men are, uh, sorry, a lot of women perhaps in the similar mindset to you where they have got quite a dim view of, on, on, on most men or, or saying that like all men are assholes, which probably because all men they've dated have been. Yeah. So therefore their mindset is you're all just dicks. Yeah. I don't think, any woman, like, because I say stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I said it to you earlier. I was like, yeah, I hate the yeah, men. but you don't mean it entirely. You, mean it. <laughs> you know, it's just something you say, like, oh, I hate men. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Not but there is, there is, there is a lot of men like that, though. Mm -hmm. It seems because yeah. this isn't just like one of my missus friends. It's like a lot of them, and I'm yeah. like, but I just feel, I kind of feel like the women have to take a bit of responsibility too for yeah. not for not just telling them to fuck off. It's like yeah. you have the option. You are the one staying in this situation. That's so true. Do you know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. you're allowing it. You're allowing yeah. it to happen and you shouldn't. You should just, like women have to have the power really to stop it. 100% is really the power is totally within their, their mm -hmm. remit, right? That's true. Because they're the one chasing that man. They just have to stop. Yeah. It's so difficult to stop though. Yeah. It's so difficult to stop. I think it is when you don't have strong self-worth or yeah. low self-esteem or I've seen a lot of it in, because obviously I've been in um, sort of, oh, what's it called? You can't use the actual names. I'm trying to think what they call it now. Fellowships. So 12-step um, fellowships. There we go. Because you can't say what they're specifically called through social media. Um, and in there you, you hear a lot of like um, relationships with fathers so any woman who's had like a father abandon them, um, not for, obviously it's never the child's fault, mm. but they tend to have this mindset of desperation towards having a male to validate them, to make them feel good enough, right. to make them feel worthy. And it's like, that breaks my fucking heart. Yeah. Because men don't necessarily know that that's happened. They're probably thinking, especially young men, like 19, 20, they're just being lads as far as they're concerned. They think it's fine. That's the advice given to men at that age. Like mm -hmm. I had zero role models. I had zero decent men in my life to say treatment women with respect. You know, my, the things that I saw growing up was 
horrific towards women. So as far as I was concerned, women didn't deserve respect mm -hmm. because that was what I was taught. I had to fucking learn that exactly. myself. And not the and then so then what it is you rely on your pals. And your pals are just as fucking stupid as you. And what they say is, like, if you break up with a girl, oh, just sleep with as many girls as you can yeah. until you're over it. That is generally the advice, and it probably still is the advice till today. Yeah. And it's, so it's like men are a little bit on their ass with regards to where to go. Mm. And, and unless they've got, like, a really decent foundation and parents and, and friendships, like, that's rare mm. now. Do you know what I mean? It's weird because I've had probably the opposite and still had, like, I don't want to say issues with dating, but still had like this, been in really vulnerable positions. So my parents met at school, like they were literally childhood sweethearts. They're still married. My dad has, he's, he's just still so in love with my mum. Like you can see they laugh together. They yeah. cute. They're just so cute. I love that. I love them. And he's always been a great dad and he's mm. got two daughters, always been very respectful of us, like we're his world. So for me, my expectations are really high. Mm. And then when I drop them, well, not even when I drop them, I go into situationships thinking like, oh, that's that's just what I know of love. Right. So that I think that's going to happen for me. And then it doesn't happen. I'm like, oh, no. So what, what is what, this? So there's obviously, it's a, it's a difficult one, right? Because insecurity can come from, you know, an abandoned parent. It can come mm. from loads of different things. But you've obviously got that solid foundation in terms of a secure family unit yeah. that you grew up in. So mm. it doesn't come from there. What do you think led you into a place of feeling maybe not as good about yourself as you should that you do now that you've realised maybe you were a bit younger, a bit yeah. more naive, a bit more immature, but obviously that low self-worth or low mm. self-esteem came from somewhere. Do you do you know where? No, I feel maybe I wasn't like always a girl that always had a boyfriend. Like I didn't have a boyfriend until quite late mm. in like school years. And even that was like not even a proper boyfriend, it was just like yeah. a boyfriend. I never really used to get a lot of male attention either mm. like growing up. And I don't know. I think I was just a late bloomer for like everything. Right. Maybe that's why. Yeah. I'm not sure. I still haven't figured it out, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you figured it out to a point where you knew it was something that you needed to fix within yourself. Yeah, definitely. Just like knowing my worth a little bit more. Mm. And it's difficult because so many people can tell you, like I've had my mum, my dad, my sister. My mm. sister used to say to me, there's literally thousands of him in the world. Yeah. There's only one of you. Yeah. Like who's really missing out here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I always had the best advice but it's, it's difficult to listen to it, I guess. Like sometimes it would just go in one ear, out the other. Well, there's another thing as well, though, that you can you can know something intellectually. So what mm -hmm. I mean by that is you can know that everybody says that and you can probably know it yourself that right, I'm attractive and I bring a yeah. lot to the fucking table for anyone. But feeling it mm -hmm. is different. Yeah, definitely. I have to feel it too. And if you don't feel that, even if everybody's telling you, me assuring you, it doesn't matter. You've got to somehow shift that internal yeah. mindset, that internal feeling to say, do you know what? I feel enough. I feel amazing. I feel like a wonderful person and I feel like I deserve the best man in the world. I know I feel like I'm not going to accept anything less. So that's the big thing that everybody has to sort of shift towards, I think, in men and women is knowing something and feeling it are two very yeah. different things. And I think once you feel good enough in yourself, then you won't accept shit from yeah, anyone. Yeah, for sure. And also that a relationship is not the be all and end all of life. No. Well... The biggest relationship is the one with yourself. Mm -hmm. If you fix that, then everything else is all right. I used to always just want a boyfriend. I think I always yeah. just wanted to have a boyfriend just to see what it's like. Yeah. And just be like, I'd like to actually be the girlfriend, like to go on holidays. And I've yeah. done it and it's shit. So <laughs> actually, all of those years. <laughs> wasting my fucking time. <laughs> Literally wasted my time. It is not all it's cracked up to be. You don't have to have it. <laughs> Do you think you have 
a better time now going with friends and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. I've had, I have like the best summer planned. I'm so excited. Yeah. It's going to be great. What are you doing? I'm going on two holidays this month. Nice. Um, festivals. We're going to Park Life next week, me and the girls. Nice. Really excited about that. Just fun stuff. Just fun. I'm not saying that you can't do that when you're in a relationship, because obviously you can, but mm. just fun stuff that doesn't revolve around a boyfriend. It's great. <laughs> so what age do you think it was where you started to realise that actually I'm, I'm seeing myself being very, one, disrespectful to myself by allowing this shit, the, the men to, you know, sort of come into my life in the way they think they mm. can. And right, okay, I need to sort of, I need to take a step back and work on that. Probably like the year before lockdown. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I was in a situationship then that was really long. And I, mm. the weirdest thing is, is I didn't have any paper proof that I was being massively disrespected. Mm. I just knew, like I knew what was going on. Yep. No matter how many people told me like, you're being crazy. Like, girl, I knew. What you, like, as in he was having more than one yeah, relationship? Yeah, more than one relationship. Yeah. A kid that I didn't know about had a kid on the way that I didn't know about wow I only found it out like <laughs> this out like last year and I wow. was like what the hell but I guess I didn't if he had just told me that stuff it probably would have been a lot easier to get over it but mm. I was kind of left in the dark yeah. in that situation like I was like why have you just left like I don't get it so he just cut you off yeah he just didn't... cut me off it was like Christmas Eve and I just Harsh. got blocked and I was like what the hell so you'd invested how long with this guy like nearly a year yeah, and I was like, oh, man. And then I, I literally had to force myself mm. to just move on from the situation. And well, I you think was, Did you spend that, a lot of time looking for answers, like trying to get older? Yeah, I was, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like messaging him on Facebook, yeah. Snapchat, and I was just getting blocked, 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 blocked. And I was like, oh, my God. Because he has a baby in the way. On. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I didn't know this. I get why you hate men. <laughs> <laughs> literally. There's so much worse stuff I could say as well. Like yeah. just some of the stuff that I found out. And again, I didn't know at the time, so it could have been easier to go over it. But I think that situation actually has like been a blessing in disguise because I had to literally like pull myself out of it. I was so miserable. Pain. And yeah, like real pain. Like I was so upset. Sadly, that's the that's the way we learn. That's it. But I could mm. walk past him in the street now and I wouldn't say hi. Mm, <laughs> but I wouldn't be upset. Could hold your head high. It. Yeah, definitely. But that was, yeah, that was like my turning point because it literally was like I was just declining and it wasn't getting any better. Yeah. I really, really thought I was in love with that person. Oh, bless and you. And I was, it was just like down. I was like, well, I'm going to have to <laughs> do this because otherwise. What did you do to bring yourself back up? Bring oh yourself my God. Back up? I went, literally what I'm doing now, traveling with friends. I got mm. really into the gym as well. I loved going to the gym, like to yeah. take my aggression out on something. Yeah. Nice. No, love got it. out more. Yeah. Just had fun. Started like to embrace yourself a bit. Yeah, things that just actually made me happy. Did you? I did something that um, I sort of went back to being a kid. What did I? What did I like to do? I love to sing, so I sing all the time now. So I've learned to sing a lot. Well, Stu knows you hear my singing, don't you, Stu? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I that was one thing I did actually. I did it to sort of distract myself from the chaos around, but it soothed me. It made me feel a lot better. So I've been singing like for the last nine months now, as well as all that. the other things that I found. Is there anything that you sort of found childlike stuff that you did, or um, did you just kind of find more? I'm all about healing the inner child. Like I love stuff like that. Mm. Um, I guess even like little things like hollows, actually having friends. I didn't have loads yeah. of friends when I was a kid. So having all these friends, going away with them, having like independence, mm. little things like that. I haven't like dug deep enough into the inner child stuff to to figure that out. 
I don't know, I guess treating myself, buying stuff. Mm. <laughs> it's always fun. <laughs> do you think Do you stuff. think you um, would like to do more work with it, like understanding inner child and all that kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, definitely, 100%. They call it like shadow work and stuff like that mm. as well. I love stuff like that. Yeah. But, yeah. I've done a lot of that stuff. <laughs> it's, no, I love it's, it. It's hard. Um, yeah, I mean, I do it every day, to be fair. Like when I do meditation and I do breath work, like it always depends on what I'm going through at that moment in my life or that day. But I will normally try and get to a place where I, I go to see him. There's a, there's an age of my, of myself where it's a picture. I've actually got it on my phone. It was a picture of me at school. I think I must've been about 11. And it was at that age, the most chaos was going on. So I always go to see myself at that age. Um, and that's my inner child. And I always say he lives like just below my heart. Mm -hmm. about I'll always go and see him and like the other day like I did a meditation with him and I just lifted his face up and he was just smiling like I never normally see his face whenever I go to see him he's always looking down and I'm Mm. always talking to him about something but it just so happened that he just looked up and smiled and he jumped and gave me a hug and said I love you and I'm so happy I've got you which is like basically building this relationship with him because he was always dependent on I was always dependent on or we were always dependent on something external to make us feel safe or wanted or loved whether it be my career my business that I had you know that was always validating or then stepping into social media that validated it was all like always external or the relationship but for the last year it's just been me showing up Mm -hmm. for him consistently especially like with all the work that I've been doing and I've been just trying to teach him every day look you don't need anyone else I've got you I've got you and he's kind of sulks because he wants to play with his normal toys which is either being in a relationship or you know being like in in the spotlight or earning loads and loads of money and you know having everybody see that and validate Mm -hmm. him for it I've taken all of his toys away basically and gone look just trust me like oh I'll just look after you with everything I can give to you by singing, by doing meditation, by doing breath work. I'm always here. And like, it was only the other day, the first day, he looked up, smiled and just hugged me and was like, I love you. I know I've got you. And he even oh. went, oh, can I go play now? <laughs> I love <laughs> and that. And I know that sounds, sounds surreal, doesn't it? But like, that's the level of work. And don't get me wrong, the majority of the time that I've been to, I managed to connect with him through meditation. Like you might only get a minute or you might get three minutes with them. And a lot of the time he's been broken. Mm. so sad and it's because of things happening or I even noticed that like there was things that I thought I was upset about in present day and then I was like actually no it was to do with your mum when she started drinking and when she started doing this and it's like that's why that's what I'm afraid of I'm afraid of that not this present day and I was like right great that allows me to not be worried about now I can let go I need to I don't have to attach what this person is doing or what's happened there to that fucking huge mess yeah for sure yeah do you know what I mean so I implore you to continue that that avenue with with, uh, inner child stuff it's um, yeah it's brilliant it is so 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 brilliant one big question okay what what is the biggest piece of advice that you would give to your 18 year old self oh my god let me think. What was I like when I was like, probably a dickhead? Um, All we, we could, you don't have to be just you. It could be an eighteen-year-old girl yeah. in today's society. Probably don't run before you can walk. Mm. Um, I think I was a really impulsive person when I was younger. Mm. Um, didn't used to make majorly big mistakes, but I used to fuck up sometimes. And it was all down to me, like mm. my impulsiveness, my like need for validation my need for my want for friendship and relationships and stuff and just be happy with you and like we said it's so much it's so easy to say it to somebody that's not gonna obviously 
take it in, but just learn to be happy with who you are. Yeah. You don't need to change. You don't need to prioritize loving yourself over yeah. loving anybody else. That's it. I must have had like so many different personalities, like mm. in, from the age of like 16 to like maybe like 20. Mm. It's just always changing. Do you feel like you're still growing up? Yeah, 100%. I don't feel 27. Yeah, I do. I I was having this conversation with a friend yesterday. I was like, I feel like I'm about 17. Yeah, literally. (laughs) (laughs) Because I feel so mature in so many ways. But I put that down to a certain thing as well with me because addicts generally, when you start using drugs, it it fucks with your limbic system, which is where your emotional centre is. So Mm -hmm. you stop growing emotionally when you start using drugs regularly. Not say if you you just use them now and again, but if you use them every week like I did, you basically stop growing. I started using drugs at 13. So I've been clean for four years. So that's 17. <laughs> so that's how I worked out. Mine's like lockdown. I don't know what, I, I was like 24 or like 20, just turned 24 when lockdown started. And then I've blinked and I'm like 28 this year. When you get like, to like doesn't 25, count. doesn't every year just go bang? Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> You're like, oh shit. Like, oh my God. I'm so old. <laughs> People tell me all the time, like, I didn't know you were 27. I thought you were, like, 21. I'm like, I am. Yeah, I am. What are you <laughs> talking 21. about? Yeah, no, I think um, it is funny. And it? I think I only really started maturing from, like, 30 is when I – I feel, yeah, 30 is more, like, the best decade for me so far. Yeah? Out of everything, yeah. Oh, I love that, though. Yeah, so, yeah, don't, like, don't think about it as a bad thing. For me, personally, but – Maybe I'm a bit biased because my whole 20s was filled with drug use and fucking madness. So, but you probably had really fun 20s. <laughs> you might feel like that. 30s sucks. Like, what are you talking about? You're going to tell me it's a couple of years' time. Like, People say that 30s are the best years of your life, though. I think it is. Like, yeah, I just think you start maturing. You can sort of go in every circle. You can still hang around with the younger lot and mm-hmm. not feel too old. You can hang around with the older lot and feel very mature and accepted in mm-hmm. that. So, you kind of got the best of everything. And, you're not starting to wither away yet mm. as well. Like you're still physically <laughs> <Yeah>. fit. <laughs> not like backs like every day. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not quite there yet. I think I've got a few years left. Oh, I love it. Whatever. There was another question that I wanted to ask you about your followers. Your followers. What was it? My besties. Your besties. <laughs> what do you feel like your relationship is with them now? Do you feel like they're, because you quit your, is it like TikTok's big sister? Is that how you feel you are too? Yeah, but sometimes there's followers of mine that are older than me. Mm. And they maybe see me like TikTok's little sister. I don't know. (laughs) What do you think you give to them the most? Um, I guess comfort and solutions. Yeah. Have you ever heard when people say, do you want comfort or a solution? No, I've not heard that. I used to use that in, I learned it on TikTok in my other relationship. And I'd Mm. like, you shouldn't have to say it, but I used to, when I'd say things to my ex-boyfriend, I'd be like, this happened today. I want comfort, not a solution. Yeah, yeah, Because we used yeah. to argue a lot. Every time I'd say something, it'd kind of be like, well, you could have done this. And I'd be like, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, right <laughs> I, now, yeah. I just want a hug. <laughs> yeah, comfort, not solutions. But I think I give comfort and solutions mm. um, and like a relatable safe space. Mm. Like the, it's like a judgment-free zone, whether it's mm. like on a video or in my direct messages, like it is judgment-free. Like there's... Mm. You know, there's always someone that will be able to relate as well. So that was I remembered my question now. What do you what's the hardest thing about what you're doing with your social media right now, do you think? Um it's it's such a weird thing. Like I'm three years into it now. I didn't even think I'd do it. Like I never wanted to be an influencer. I never thought I would be an influencer. Mm. Um 
I guess it's like that fear of like, what if it all goes tits up? As in it just what vanishes. am I going to do? I mean, it's not like I can't go back into a career that I had before because I can. Mm. But I just love it so much. I don't yeah. ever want it to end. It's like, what if it stops? You don't want it to be a bubble that bursts. Yeah, literally. Oh, that's interesting. So you, you fear you fear of losing what you've created. Yeah, definitely. I don't think you ever will. Oh, I hope yeah, not. I don't think you have to worry about that. Do you have any questions for me? Um, for, me or for men? It's so funny because I put the question box up for my followers. I'm not even going to like read the questions because they're all the same thing. Oh, really? I think like the men versus women. You have to remember my demographic is literally like 99% women. <laughs> it's really like, and we do shit talk men all the time. <laughs> So when I put the question box up, the questions were like, I was like, oh, like, do you want to just like hear us discuss anything? And I did say it was like a man versus woman. Yeah. Didn't mean we were like fighting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so some of the questions were like, why the fuck they feel they can comment on our bodies? Why they want to, like, why they do this? Why then? I was like, oh my God, it's not that type of discussion. I'm so sorry. Probably should have been a little it's bit clearer. It's not a war. Probably my fault because I entertain those types of. No, nah, but I still, I still think it's interesting. Like questions like that. Go on, throw any ones that you got. I'll see if I can answer. Should I see? Yeah, yeah. Let's have a look. Let me turn my phone on and see. But yeah, I think um, I probably should have explained. I probably should have just said I'm going on a podcast. Yeah, that you yeah. want to ask. But I was like, if you could ask a man versus woman <laughs> discussion, <laughs> what would you say? You can ask anything. No, I think it's, I think it's good though. Like. Even if they're coming from a maybe slightly negative, <laughs> we can still tone the question down and answer yeah, it. But I want to know the answer as well. <laughs> <laughs> so why do we think we can comment Where on? Where is it? There's this one specific question. Thing with me as well is I always remember all my followers' names. You've got like a million. No, I do remember everyone. <laughs> I guess you, because they say there's like a thousand real followers, don't they? Where they're basically, that means there's like a thousand of, of however many followers you've got, but there's a thousand that are real. Yeah. They're like into everything you're doing. They're engaging with everything that you do. Like they say that if you can get that thousand, then yeah. you're set for life basically. Mm. So the question was, <laughs> why do men think they can comment on women? Looks, life choices, et cetera, et cetera. Laughing face, laughing face. <laughs> Why? I guess it's not about thinking we can. I mean, it's, it's the same as commenting on anything or anyone, isn't it? Mm. Everyone can have an opinion, right? So we can always have an opinion. Whether or not you listen to us is totally, you know, that's your choice. Yeah. <laughs> but I think in the same way that women would probably comment on a man and what they do. And yeah. Like, I don't think that's one way necessarily, is it? <laughs> I think they're saying it from like judgmental point of view, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, I mean, not all men will do that, but some men are just assholes. Yeah. You know, we're, we're happy to own that. Yeah. <laughs> some of us are dicks. We can't. Do you know be what? To be fair, I, if I get trolled, I would say maybe like 40% of the time it's men. Really? Yeah, the rest of it's from like women. Like what? Um, so I'm not saying I don't get trolled by men, I do. And some of them are actually incredibly rude and nasty, but. Mm. I don't know. It's like things like physical appearance, mm. um, anything. You can literally yeah. get trolled for anything. I could post a picture of a sandwich and someone would be like, that's the most butter sandwich I've ever seen. Hate you. How do you deal with it? <laughs> um, I do when I don't. Like sometimes, like I said, if I have a bad day. Yeah, yeah. Like I read, the, this is it's funny now. Like I'm laughing now. At the time I was not laughing. I was actually crying about it. Oh. But it's the most ridiculous thing to ever be trolled over. So... I was, I was being trolled over my face 
right? right. Which is like common that happens all the time. Right. I'd just like to clarify as well. I do not have cheek filler. Do you ever made up that rumor? It's just my round face. But basically I posted an ad off the back of that. There was this big discussion about how I have too much cheek filler like my face is so puffy because I've had so much filler. And I was like, I actually haven't had any, any filler. And even if I had, it's none of your business. <laughs> so th- somehow that conversation like escalated to like, someone said, oh, I wondered if she was pregnant with that puffy face. And then someone underneath it commented like, who would fuck her? I was oh like- Oh my God, it just got worse and worse and, and then worse. people were responding the sick emoji to the, that comment. And I literally was like, Oh my God, I'm going to cry myself to sleep tonight. But I'd, I'd laugh about it now. I yeah. think it's one you have to take it on the chin, like find the funny side of it. I think I was, that you kind of have to be ready for social media. Yeah, you? you do. It's brutal. But like, <laughs> it's so funny because I was like, oh my God, first of all, plenty of people. Secondly, what the flip? Was, <laughs> plenty of people. Are you? Oh, have like, do you, you want to see my notes page? I'll get it out. Sandra. <laughs> okay. It's like, Jesus Christ. Like, so many things. Like, it's. Anything. Physical appearance is one of them. It's always my face as well. And it's like, if you're going to troll anything, at least troll something that's like, not my face. <laughs> <laughs> and then what else is there? Like, even like if I post what I eat in the day, yeah. if that goes viral, I actually dread it. Cause I'm like, oh, oh fuck here, it, here we, we go. go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I posted a Costco video. Like, I'm sorry, no one goes to Costco to buy vegetables. Maybe you do. You must eat a lot of vegetables if you buy them in bulk. I'm not Subway. I'm not doing that. (laughs) I went to Costco and this, I didn't think it would blow up that well, but it got like over 3 million views, right? Oh my goodness. The people were commenting stuff like, you're going to make your children a burden of the NHS. I was like, I don't even have kids. (laughs) What the flip? They're like, oh, yum, diabetes, good for you. And I'm like, just leave me alone. (laughs) What? Like See, anything. But you can handle it on your good days, on your bad yeah, days, it might upset you. It does, yeah. Sometimes I'm a bit like, oh, that's yeah. when you feel really sad. See, I'm quite funny with it. Like, it's, I always say it's like 50 50. You have to just accept it that half people are going to love it, half people are going to hate it. That's yeah, life in sure. general. Half people are going to like you, half people are mm. going to, you know, how good you are. Doesn't matter. Stop trying to impress everyone. You can't. But I, I genuinely look for the bad ones <laughs> <laughs> because I want to fucking argue with them. <laughs> yeah, literally. So I've got filtered comments on at the moment. Yeah. Where like, unfortunately, I can't pick and choose. Like, but I've got certain words yeah, in my up. TikTok that if they're posted, they have to go under review. That right. doesn't mean I can't see it. Yeah, it means it you... just means that I can't see it right now. Right. But I have to approve the comment basically. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So someone might actually say something really nice, but because they've used a certain word, like oh, right, it's been okay. picked up for review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, sometimes I just read it for fun. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a 37 page gossip thread about me that I've had to ban myself from reading. <laughs> <laughs> what? 37? 37 pages. I've had to like ban myself what, from reading What, people just it. slaughtering you basically? Yeah, my whole life. Wow. I've had to stop myself from reading it because wow. I, I started to get really upset about it. Yeah, that's savage. Mm. Oh my god, interesting. Yeah, I I always because obviously my stuff's about addiction and like the majority of the stuff it's them just basically saying addicts are fucking filthy and all yeah. this kind of shit. Which I couldn't care less. But it's when people put stuff like um, you've just got no fucking willpower, yeah. right? And I'm like, okay, I'm four years clean now, yeah. so I have willpower. Okay, that he basically was saying that addiction isn't real. You just don't have willpower. And I'm like, well. And then, like, I just like it when people are stupid. Yeah. 
Because <laughs> I'm like, that makes no sense. Because if I had no willpower, I wouldn't, I haven't had a drink for four years. Or I had a drug for four years. Yeah. I have willpower. For sure. And I thought I wrote that back to him and he was like, yeah, you've got willpower. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Do you know what you said on my video where you said I don't have willpower? <laughs> like I'm commenting on your comment where you said I don't have willpower and you've Literally, probably got be kind in the bio as well. (laughs) It's always those ones. Like, oh my God, you're such an ugly bitch. And then you got the profile and it's like, NHS nurse, be kind. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Right. Yeah, social media is, it is a minefield. But I think that's going back to that original point as well, like with people, if you're going to post, you just kind of have to be ready for it. Yeah, I have to take it on the chin, I think. Do you know what as well? And I'm not even inviting those... The, the amount of trolling I could get, but I know mm. people get it so much worse. I've compared to what I get, like a throwaway comment, maybe once a week mm. compared to what some of my friends get. It is That's, so bad. Considering the amount of, of um, how big your, your page is and how much views you get, that's not bad considering yeah. you have one a week or ish. Maybe like one a week, maybe two. Depends what I'm doing, that what I look like that week, I guess. <laughs> depends how puffy my face is. No, it has nothing to do with that. It just I guess depends it's whether just whoever some finds fucking my, dickhead yeah. finds your page. It's so true. The live ones are always crazy as well. Like when I don't really live stream that much anymore because it's really hard to like keep control of like a live stream. Yeah. And like one thing about my followers, I, don't, I hate the word followers, like mm. my friends, yeah, yeah, is yeah. like we will back each other till the death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if some horrible man comes on my live, like you're an ugly bitch, like you're going to have all the girls like, okay, fine. <laughs> We've just found your workplace. We're going to email your boss. <laughs> and it's like, ah. What do you think we could do to restore the faith in men a little bit within your society that you have, within your community, should I say, that you have built? Like stick up for women. Mm. Don't be afraid to stick up for women. Mm. And like, I've had some really nice comments from guys actually Mm. on TikToks before. But yeah, like stick up for us. Like you don't, don't be defensive all the time. Do you know what I mean? Like if a woman is saying to you, God, I just feel like so unsafe around all men. Like don't instantly mm. go on the defense. Like, well, I've not done it. Mm, like mm. try and understand whether it's even about relationships, love, safety, work. Mm. I don't know. Just back us up a little bit. Do you think that um, a lot of women that have, the women that you are within your community have been hurt a lot by men and that's why they are of the same mindset? Yeah, I think so. Cause we talk about it on DM a lot, like me and a lot of my girls. So they'll come to me and say like, oh, do you have any advice for this situation? But then also sometimes I'm going through things as well. Mm. So it's actually not, it's not nice to know that someone's going through something like that. But sometimes it's nice to know that you're not alone in the situation. Like it works both ways. They will never feel alone. And also I will never feel alone as well because, you know, I'm reading these messages. I'm reading these comments like, oh, I've been through that too. It's not just you helping them they help you yeah definitely 100 percent. i guess that was what that's what comes from being vulnerable courageously vulnerable and mm-hmm. lying about real life as it's happening for you i'm not going to yeah. just this is what i one thing about social media that is massive is that it's always portrayed to be the best life it's like well i'm only gonna sh- yeah. i'm only gonna show like the mm-hmm. best not when it's difficult not when it's like not when i'm having a bad day yeah, that doesn't go sure. on it's always and everybody looks at it and think oh i wish my life was that good it's like it isn't. Nobody's yeah. life is that fucking good. That's no, so true. It's so crazy. When my mum was poorly, I genuinely, hand on heart, received the most support mm. from 
like what you would class as a stranger mm. on the internet than I did people in my real life. Yeah. And I have so much respect for my followers for that. Yeah. So much. Because it's like, so talk the to ones. me about, because I, I saw some of the posts. It was your mum going through cancer. Yeah, she's right? all clear now. She's like six, seven months all clear. That was um, it. That was awful. Mm. But again, I didn't have loads of support, like in person support. Yeah. But like, there was not a day where I wouldn't get at least five messages like from somebody mm. like, Vicky, okay, you haven't posted in like a couple of hours. Are you all right? Is everything mm. okay? Mm. Or like, how's your mum doing? Like, we're thinking of you this time. It was just so nice. It's like, oh. Yeah, that is so nice. lovely. And then there's people in my real life that didn't even ask if she's okay. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, you guys. Yeah, that's a little bit of it's a like shame, It's like when they it? say like social media friends are not real friends. They very much are. No, I think... Oh. Yeah, there's been so much. I had, I had loads of support from people. Like, you know, it's a weird one for me. My family don't even say well done for me. Apart from my brother would, but my mum and dad I don't really speak to, but they've never really gone well done. I think I even went through on like my third year, see my dad and he was like, I said, oh yeah, I'm four years clean today. Three years clean today. And he's like, oh, okay. That's it. But online, I had so many people yeah. saying that's incredible and well done, keep doing what you're doing and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, I do think you can. Yeah, definitely. You like, can lean on your followers a bit for people, that. Those people, they're like, they are my best friends. I can't go a day without speaking to them. That mm. 10 days that I had off was awful. What, when you them. did your break? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to see the comments? Hang on. <laughs> what did you them. do with yourself throughout that nothing. time? Nothing. So, what, so like, you didn't go anywhere, didn't do anything? Like, what um, was you doing physically? Well, I was going gym. Yeah. Um, I was making some content, but, like, it was like fashion content and stuff, just something different like with my friend. And it was more like an experiment to see mm. like if I liked doing that kind of stuff or not. Yeah. I really didn't do much. The comments were like, so nice. It's like, I have missed you girl. You're my comfort. Oh. Um, Glad to see you back. You deserve the world. Love you. So glad you're back. I've missed you so much. Beautiful girl. Glad you're feeling better. Like, Oh, you're back. Yay. Um, just so many nice things. <laughs> what like, what drove you to to have the break? Um, just wasn't enjoying like social media. It was becoming a nasty place. I was like, I don't want to yeah. endorse that. So I'm coming off of it. For you specifically, or friends? No, for seeing other. It wasn't actually anything to do with me. Right. And it was like other people, and I was going for my like nighttime scroll, and I'm like, oh, I hate this app. Like this is a horrible place. Mm. Like screen recordings of lives or people being cancelled or like. I'd go and like go to comment on like a friend of mine's TikTok and then I'd look and see it just be a sea of nasty comments. And it's just like, uh, mm. I don't want to be a part of that. So I'm taking a break now until it gets nicer. So Are you going to maintain regular breaks, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Because I had a lot of fun doing not much, which yeah, sounds yeah. really weird, but it was like, mm. No, I think it's important. Like I think everybody, I did said this in one of my other podcasts as well that, I think everybody would benefit if they could put down their phone more. Yeah. I was so attached to it now. As much as I appreciate Steve Jobs for creating something so <laughs> intuitive and incredible that has changed the world, it's not entirely for the good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I think we should be able to detach from it. Like, if everybody put their phone down at, like, half seven at nine, that would be great. Yeah. Just to be connecting with the people around you. Like, I don't like it when I go out and I see people experiencing their night through their phone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I am that person. But that's though. because it's your job. <laughs> so I literally it's your job sit though. there like I'll go for dinner and be like. <coughs> yeah, but it's your job. That's different. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When it's your career, you're kind of like, this is all marketing for yeah, me. Do you know what sure. I mean? And it's, I'm, people share your life with you. That's your, mm-hmm. that's your, that's your agenda. That's everything that you do. That's your selling point. So people want to see all that stuff. But 
I think for like your average Joe or like just normal people, yeah. they're just they're in a really amazing experience, but yet their phone's there. Yeah. I'm like, Ugh. but again, it's like you do you, but I'm just like, be here, be present. Yeah. Like, especially if I'm with that person as well. I'm like, listen, put your phone down, yeah. please, because I'm, I want to be with you. I want to connect with sure. you and have a good time. And like, yeah, I just feel like the t- it's so much better without that barrier between yeah. you and, and reality. To be fair, I've gone out to things like with friends before with like the best intentions of like TikTok in the whole thing. Mm. And then I do say sometimes I just really can't bother to TikTok this. I just want to enjoy it. I'm, like, I'm having too much of a good time. <laughs> yeah, let me just not. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. There's like 50 million like half finished TikToks in my draft. Oh, uh, really? But that's good that you can make that decision as well, yeah. though. I feel like if you can go, do you know what, actually, I'm really feeling this and I'm like, nah, do you know what, I don't need to share. This one's just for me. This yeah. is just for me and my life and that's okay too, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks. So, do you have any more questions before we finish? No? no? All good. Well, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure and I can't wait for you to come on again. High five. Woo! Woo. <laughs>